I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You want your file? I found you your file. You want it out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you blind. No use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlet. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was going to love me? Who, who was going to make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets you shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost and wait this minute. When you and Guy come over and supper with us tonight, what do you say? Welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and I'm loud, and I'm vulgar, and I wear the pants in this house because somebody's got to. And my name is Colin Drucker, and I am not a monster. I'm not! (laughs) I have to say that I am... uh, I'm a little disappointed in myself because I there's no way to like I guess you can underline your font obviously but I I want to redo this again I was supposed to say we could keep recording but I want to say I'm loud and I'm vulgar and I wear the pants that's how she says it. I mean so, we can do it again I listen take two baby no it's fine it's fine I, I I'm just gonna live with that uh, it's it's out there it's out there it's out there in the world well you know I mean that I you know well well this this episode is of course about Sandy Dennis. I think that we would be profoundly remiss if we did not give some time to Elizabeth Taylor in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Yeah. And I'm s- it's it's hard. It, yeah, it, it's hard. It's like it's kind of like talking about Fosse Verdon and not talking about Michelle Williams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. But I yes. that moment is that one little clip I think is maybe one of my favorite moments like ever. Oh. It's so I was thinking about this maybe about who's afraid of Virginia Woolf, maybe about something else, but I feel like there is a category of, oh, this was written by a gay man. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes. And that's one of those moments where, oh, a gay man was somehow involved with this moment because I'm getting the whistle tone, like the everything about it, <laughs> yes. you know? <laughs> maybe one or two, maybe all three, like a full salute, just like everyone's tipped up in the air. Totally, totally. And I just, I, um, I just love that. I just, I love, I love how it's kind of over the top. It's it almost doesn't oh, yeah. really work, but it does. Yeah, I think that the fact that everyone is drunk, I'm not going to say it's an excuse for like the high melodrama, like sort of over the top chewing the scenery, because I think you'll agree with me, Colin, that we we live for that shit. Uh, yeah. Like that's that's that is why we're here. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, that is totally I mean, that yeah. that is that is why I can't stop talking about Tony Collette in Hereditary is because, yes, she is as I, I use this expression all the time and in the details, but she's she's at a 27, you know, like it. Oh, it just, yeah. And this movie. And I think it's appropriate to mention that, like my obsession with women at a 27, I think in many ways, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf really planted the seed and if not planted the seed watered it heavily with bourbon and vodka uh yeah so that i would you know to to develop this aesthetic you know oh absolutely i i have to tell you i went through a 
a whole number of quotes that I could have said at the beginning here too. I I don't think I would quite catch the nuance. I was going to say my name is Nikachanov and I'd like another little nipper of brandy please, but the way that Sandy Dennis says that, it's like it's like what No, I'm going to hold my thought there. I'm going to hold my thought. I'm going to bring it in later too. But um and I was going to say and yes, I have a very firm body. I was going to say oh, that too yeah. because uh <laughs> Or I'll talk about any goddamn thing I want to. Any goddamn thing I want. Any goddamn I, thing I uh, want to. <laughs> it's uh, like, yeah, that's like whistle tones the whole yeah. way through, too. It's just, <laughs> and I'm no one can deliver that line I'm like Elizabeth Taylor. Right at the meat of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're obsessed with that phrase, yeah. Martha. You're obsessed with it. You know, I, or whatever the, he says. The go-to, would, I guess, for Sandy Dennis would have been like, my, and, and I dance like the wind. And I had that in my back yes. pocket just in case, but... Yeah, you should. I I almost did it. That was on my short list mm-hmm. too. And uh, I it's this sort of the same frame of mind too. I think uh, since obviously the episode is dedicated to Sandy, I had to I had to throw in some Elizabeth, which we will probably talk more about Elizabeth as well too. But mm. um, so uh, we're here to talk about who's afraid of Virginia Woolf. I watched this movie I think a grand total of three times now, and each time I gotta I gotta tell you, every time I I watch this movie, I have to just like sit and like prepare myself because I remember the first time I watched this I did an episode with Ryan O'Connor the Ryan O'Connor from Lady Watch Mm -hmm. uh, which was such a blast on my bad gay podcast Uh, who better of course than him to to really talk about Elizabeth Taylor in this movie and this is a movie where there is so much to like mine and like find new things and like notice new things and new themes Every time you watch it, like every little vignette, really, like any 10 minute sort of scene can really be a podcast episode, honestly. And it's a long movie. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a long movie and it's it's dense. I mean, it is just like you're 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 wading through like refrigerator cold butter and how dense this movie is, <laughs> yeah. you know, and and I think exactly. that like I, I know what you mean. I've seen this movie like. I feel like I'm being a one-upper. I've seen this so many times, but no, I I'm glad you have. I was yeah. obsessed with it in high school. I like studied Ugh. this movie. I was just, I it really again like planted the seed, watered it, germinated it, loved it, put sun sunshine on it, uh, for my love of actressing and and just like yeah. line delivery and just the 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 artistry of of the of the words. I mean, even little expressions like and that, as they say, is that was just. When I was 16, that was fucking catnip, you know? Yes. Oh. I That one stuck out to me as I watched today, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and so, yeah, I uh, even now, seeing it again for however many times I've seen it, I was getting brand new things. There were still moments that were like, whoa, that like hitting me as if it was the first time I'd seen it. Mm-hmm. Something you had said be- uh, just before, I think, is is almost my problem with this movie. Um, I feel like the curtain lady of Coventry. That's my problem. (laughs) (laughs) These prices, these prices. Oh, it always comes back to the curtain lady. (laughs) If I worked here, my paycheck would go into every one of these curtains. Curtains. Um, but I think my problem with this movie is that, as you said, Elizabeth Taylor, like that line delivery, it's it is ingrained in me that mm. I've seen other I've seen it I've seen it on two two Broadway productions now of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. That was another question I had for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Go and on. even they, though I mean, we can talk about them, but like those strong casts, great productions, 
to me, it was like the the further the line readings drifted from the movie, the more I was like, this just, just isn't hitting the right nerves for me. Yeah. You know? I feel the same way. I watched some clips on YouTube. I'm sure, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming one of the Broadway productions was the Amy Morton, Tracy Letts yeah, yeah. cast. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll get into that too. But keep going, keep going. So you were talking about your first time seeing this. Were you... Were you as into Sandy Dennis as you are today, or was were you more about Elizabeth Taylor at, at, from the get go? I think that I. I How has that evolved? That's a that's yeah. a that's a lovely question. I um because yeah. I first saw it in high school, and I I can't remember what brought me to it, but essentially I think um I must somewhere I I stumbled across the you know the plot of it and like reading. Oh my god, this sounds great because I loved. I was starting to kind of write these stories of like marital strife and um. Like I was just starting to get interested in in that, you know, at that point, and so um, I guess probably in my research of other things that covered that topic, it's not long until you run across Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, and so I rented the movie, and I don't think I wasn't I was familiar with Elizabeth Taylor before seeing the movie, but I don't think I was as familiar with any of the other cast members, other than like yeah. seeing George Segal and like Just Shoot Me, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but this was for me. I mean. I keep going back to this gay whistle tone thing because this for me, I think was maybe one of the first moments with Sandy Dennis of like, Oh my God, I see what you're doing. And to me mm-hmm. was probably the first I, I've, I've credited Shelly Winters for this, but I think I, the first time I was cognizant of, of the best supporting actress um, frequency and yes. seeing an actor like hit that and go, Oh, Oh, what are you doing? Oh, you're doing something yeah. different. And I was obsessed i was just like 30 seconds into seeing sandy dennis i was obsessed and i could not stop watching Mm -hmm. the gestures and all the little ticks and neuroses and all the method acting shit i i was i I was just captivated by it and so i yeah i mean i came out of it just like yeah kind of feeling the same yeah shook completely shook (laughs) as the kids say completely shook but it was kind of like the first time i saw the Texas Chainsaw Massacre when I was 12. Okay. And it scared the shit out of me. I was terrified. I had the worst night's sleep. And the next morning I was like, I just want to see it again. Because it was like the power of it, you know? Um, And I felt the same way about Who's Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. And that's how I knew I loved a movie is that even when it put me through the ringer, at the end I was like, oh man, I, I I need to see that again. That was incredible. Yeah. I, I have to say in my I did what I kind of did with West Side Story. I um I did like a um like I just picked all the Rita parts yep. and then I picked all the, the the Sandy Dennis parts, which are I mean, that's a majority of the movie, I will say too. There's only like a couple. There's like the scene under the tree oh, yeah. with George and Nick, which I'm which is like obviously a great scene too, but there's no Sandy Dennis. There's no so women in it. Forward. So what's the there's point? There's no women in it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and that, as they say, is that <laughs> um but i i i am i made like a personal challenge to myself because i i i know it's probably so minute that i will never be able to predict your the moment she won it but i have like some pretty good stuff that i'm really excited for i was like i was um i was on high alert i was on high sandy alert as i was watching this too yes because really watching every move because i know that you uh you probably have those micro moments that you look forward to. And I, I'm determined to also spot them as well. 
<laughs> I mean, you know, it's just, again, it, it's been my life's work. It's just, you know, yeah. what I've been, tr- it's my 10,000 hours is looking for nuances. Um, <laughs> yeah, but there, exactly. There is, yeah, there is one moment. I mean, there's a couple moments, honestly, and watching this again, you know, there was some competition, but I know for me there is one specific moment where I'm like, I'm like that is it. That's that's what a best supporting actress mm-hmm. does. They're like that's my moment. That's when she won it. That's when she got nominated. It's this this thing right here. So, yeah. but I mean, you could say that actually about a lot of moments because it, it's just it's like watching Lisa Kudrow play Valerie Cherish. There's just so much going on yeah. at once. Yeah, I find it, and because it's like the same thing with me and with Rita and I too. It's like. Um, Sometimes you just feel so passionate about something that you don't even really have words to describe it because you get so uh, excited, emotional, mm-hmm. like uh, just it's it's, a, it's hard to put it into words, too. And that's I, I feel that that's I mean, that's also what we're doing on this podcast, too. So but um, I think that watching it through the Sandy lens this time around, too, it's like because I think I was I was definitely watching and it's hard not to just be aware of uh Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton. Yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you know, what's incredible. And I don't remember how old he was, but she's 33. Yeah. Colin, that shook me. I I was looking up the age of her uh, yesterday when she, and I I literally went back to her profile and then the movie profile on IMDb. And I was like, that can't be right. She's not 34 or whatever, 33, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, That's bananas. Yeah. I mean, I just, I think, I mean, I'm 34, and I just I think beyond just like the aging or the makeup or like the physical transformation, like I th- I think it was being able to capture those emotions in such a, like a lived in way. And mm-hmm. when you think about like who's played Martha on Broadway, I mean the original the original Martha was Uta Hagen, who was you yes. know just uh, you know in, in a class of her own and and is just yeah. a legend and and was age appropriate. And mm-hmm. I th- and Sandy Dennis studied with Uta. That's Hagen, right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And so and I, there's actually the and I've heard maybe I've listened to the whole thing. Um, but there's a, a an audio recording of that Broadway production. Ooh. Yeah. And it has. Nice. Um, and it's it's great. And you know, to me, what's always most exciting is like, well, who's Honey? Who plays Honey? How does it? So the woman who plays Honey, who played Honey originally, was Melinda Dillon. And have you ever seen that movie, A Christmas Story? Yes. It's the mother in a Christmas story. Oh. How perfect, right? That is perfect. Right? right? I was like, okay, that's great casting. Yeah. Because she's great in a Christmas story, she's too. She's really great. good. Like, she's spot on. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love right? that. Right? Right? Um, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, and then it's at one point, uh, Elaine Stritch played Martha. I could see I that. I mean, I like, oh, that's just, to me, that's just exciting. Ugh. I, I want to get. I'm, I'm. I feel like I'm jumping around, but I do want to get into since we talked about the first time you saw the movie, and and I want to jump into these Broadway productions. Actually, yeah. Um, so, the the two casts that you saw. Can we start with the Tracy Letts and Amy Morton? Yeah. Carrie Coon vehicle and the other guy who plays. Nick. Yeah, I, can't. I feel like Nick always gets the shaft. He does. I mean, he's good, but he's. Uh, you know, there's there's more exciting things going on. Yeah, Nick is really. He has to be the most sort of stable energy in the room to let everybody else kind of orbit. Yeah. And, yeah. and even though he's kind of a, you know, not entirely sympathetic, he really is our entry point and probably our most, our closest ally in terms of like, 
seeing that this is all ridiculous and and yeah and bringing some bringing us back to reality a little bit so mm-hmm. um correct yeah. so that production yeah so amy morton and tracy letts and carrie coon i i love amy morton i will say that i say i i saw her in Same. august osage county <sighs> it was did you see did you see it did you see it in Broughton? Bro- no oh. i did not i i don't know if i was in new york during that time uh but i'm sure i can obviously find some sort of bootleg yeah steppenwolf thing i'm sure it's out there on the internet i'm uh, quite sure i've seen it <laughs> yes yeah okay good, good, good yeah i'll try to find it um that's like a rainy saturday afternoon i'm just like three and a half hours oh yeah Oh yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, that that was a, an incredible production, and I remember I saw it, and my friend and I were in the, the like the top row, like literally the back, like nosebleed seats. But that play, it was perfect because it was this oh yeah three level house. Yes, um, I will say that Deanna Dunnigan, who plays of course the mother in that in that original production, she would be an amazing Martha. Uh, Ooh, that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's the same type. Say, yeah, yeah, totally. But Amy Morton was incredible in that and was so like I, after that I was like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with this woman. This is what I love. I yes. love like a, a somewhat masculine energy in a woman. I love it. And <laughs> yes, yeah. So yeah. I mean when I found out she's, she's a handsome woman. She's a ha- I, I yes. love a handsome woman. Yeah. <laughs> and so when I found out she was gonna be playing Martha, I was like, oh yes. Yes, I remember that too. Yeah, I felt the same. And I, I'm trying to remember, you know, I I remember liking the production, but I I don't think I ever got that like I don't think I got the same magic that I get from Tony Collette in Hereditary, uh, Elizabeth Taylor mm-hmm. in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, or um, Olivia Coleman in Broadchurch, you know, like there's that, yeah. there's that thing where it goes into the red. You know what I mean? Where same? Yep, yep. I know exactly. What okay, you're thank about. God. I knew it. I knew you did. Yeah. But when it goes into the red, and you're like, oh my God, what is she doing? You know, and like the gays yes. kind of sit up in their seat a little bit. You know, <laughs> and so- yeah. Your 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 heart your pulse starts to just like uh, get faster. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I don't know if I really ever got that from Amy Morton in this production. Um, I'm I'm I know I, it it would also be jumping around a little bit, but it just bears mentioning that there is another production of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf coming out. And do you know who's playing Martha? No, Colin. I am quite positive, and I will Google to make sure, but I am pretty sure. It's Laurie Metcalf. <laughs> She's on my list. I, she is on my list. Well, I know. I was like, oh, if he doesn't know, oh, I can't Oh, my wait. God. I Yeah, she was. So just to kind of, uh, you know, spoiler alert, Colin and I made like our own fantasy casts of Virginia Woolf. And she was actually, I think she was the second person I thought of. Oh, yeah. Because, because Laurie Metcalf could easily play that same part in august osage county too i think maybe like a little bit i don't know mm-hmm. the age difference but like same energy i think too and that's gonna be yeah good yeah i um so i'm i'm, I'm confirming that originally so this is going to start in like january of next year originally yeah. george was gonna be played by eddie izzard are you familiar with him yes i am and that is intriguing well unfortunately he's being replaced but he's being replaced by rupert everett which is an interesting choice rupert everett okay that's uh okay he played the guy in my best friend's wedding. yeah 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 
Yeah. And then gay man English. Gay man English. And then Nick. Okay. Is being played by Russell Tovey. All right. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Oh, fine. Yeah. Um. I, th- I'm not familiar with who's playing Honey. She's but she won the an Olivier Award in 2019. Her name is Patsy Ferran. Ferran. Okay. Um, but it's being directed by Joe Montello. So. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. It's in good hands. Yeah. So, um, I I mean, yeah, I I, I guess I had to jump to that because I think that Laurie Metcalf is going to go into the red for me and give me I, the production I've been waiting has for. To. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I watched a few clips of the, uh, mainly it was the scene, one of my favorite lines is, hey, Swampy. Uh-huh. The way she says Swampy is perfect. Oh, really? Yeah. And um, I, I immediately, and I hate that. I hate that it's so, it's like a blessing and a curse that, um, you know, Elizabeth Taylor is just so ingrained. And even with seeing it three times, as opposed to like, you know, the 400 times you've seen it too, it's even probably worse for you. Mm-hmm. But even myself, I was like, that's not how it's done. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? like, yeah. It's like, of course she should have, you know, permission to do whatever she wants with the role too. But I still think there's a level of venom that you have to have with it too but it's not even whoa excuse me smack my microphone there i was getting too <laughs> yeah excited. a little bit of venom there <laughs> <laughs> i talk with my hands yeah. uh so yeah it, it seemed flat a little bit the energy was flat i think and i i needed that sort of i don't know it just there's so much like crescendo. It's like a, it's like a, an opera. Really, yeah. This whole entire play and, and movie too. It's like, there's so much up and so much down as well. And there's really not really a room for middle ground. No, there's a, um, there's a certain musicality. I think certainly that the movie yes. has that when it reminds me of when we were talking about West side story and the remake and that line of like, I know you do. Yeah, and oh, it's Colin. What are they gonna do? What are they gonna I do? Because when <sighs> I see these productions, it's as if somebody is saying, "I know you do." <laughs> <laughs> I know you do, girl. I know you do. Oh, I know you do. <laughs> I know. You do. <laughs> We're like Valerie Cherish here. <laughs> I know. Eating cake at the fridge at two a.m. Get that one slice. <laughs> I don't need to see it. Yeah, that. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> Valerie auditioning to be Rosalita. <laughs> so, I know. <laughs> oh, there's yeah, that's our web yeah. series there. Okay. <laughs> totally. Uh, um uh. and what was the other Broadway you said you've seen too? So years ago I saw and this was um this was like two thousand six, two thousand five, probably two thousand five. It was a long time ago. So it was okay. um, Kathleen Turner as... Oh, yes. Yeah, and Bill Irwin as George. Yes. And he was okay. great. I'll tell you, that it was an incredible performance where I was willing... I was able to forget Richard Burton, who I think is pretty indelible, because Bill Irwin just, like, took it. He's you know who he is? He's the, the dad from uh, Rachel Getting Married. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was yes. remarkable. Okay, and what was so great about it was it was just he has sort of this like small wiry, and he has like he has like all this experience like being a clown. So there's like this interesting physicality nice. that he carries. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like obviously uh, Kathleen Turner is so much bigger than him, and so yeah. that that size difference, that power dynamic was really interesting. That would be really fun to see. But you know, I have to say, I was very disappointed by by Elizabeth Taylor by Kathleen Turner. It 
Uh, it was dang. too head coldy, you know? Like Yeah, she has that sort of rasp mm-hmm. that you can't really shake or turn off. Yeah, and it it flattened things. You know, I, I'll always remember like that scene at the end when George says, you know, our son is dead now. How do you feel? And and Kathleen Turner was like, No. You know? <laughs> And I, we need Ryan O'Connor to do his Kathleen Turner. Oh, yeah. It's great. He does a great <laughs> Kathleen Turner. Yeah, I mean, that's like, I, I I bet he's seen it. I bet he could do an exact replica of what she did. <laughs> yeah, and that's his one woman show. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the, um, the woman who played Honey, I know that I'm, I'm going to pronounce her name wrong. It looks like, if you read it almost phonetically, it's Muriel Enos, but I think it's Mariah Enos, and she's been on okay. TV and a bunch of stuff, so I don't know what she's been in, but I don't remember... I mean, like, that kind of brings us to Sandy Dennis, I mean, who is, to me, the most indelible performance in that... It's true. No one else has matched that that level of, of, of in-the-red perfection, and so, like... Anyone I've seen do it, and, and even this Olivier Award winner is going to have like big shoes to fill because I just haven't found anyone who has done that role as pitch perfectly as Sandy Dennis has. Yeah, it's like she. It's like when people are really good at physical comedy, mm-hmm. it's like she's really good at physical drama. If that makes oh, sense, God, like yeah. there, there is. Yeah, and that's like a category that I would never even think about until you see this movie and just watch her. Mm-hmm. Literally, like from from the dance scene at the bar to just sim- the simple ways that she's crying or just like collapses. She's such a I don't. It's it's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible to watch her and just see what she does with her body um, because it informs so much of what she's feeling. Um, even when she's not speaking, which is also like, it's like, I think of Viola Davis who just can like, when she looks at that picture of her son in the help Mm -hmm. and you already know like the entire story of what's, what happened there. Yeah. Those Um, those moments where like, I, I know it's almost like I'm looking at a still life, uh, photo. I know so much about what's going on for you just in your facial expression or the, or where you're looking right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, what's your what's your experience with uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Um, part of it, I, I already mentioned, I, I did a, my other podcast, The No Good, Very Bad Gay. The first season was all about movies that I had not seen. And this is definitely, that are just like sort of canon, as, as, as the kids say, right. like gay sort of touchstone movies that, you know, people give me shit for not seeing. And it had always been on my list. I actually bought the movie because I was like, yeah, I, I need to own this back when, like, people still bought DVDs. When was the last DVD? What was the last DVD you bought? I, I don't even, because I'd have no way to play it. I've no, no, I mean, I have, like, oh, so I, I don't even know the last one I bought. I actually think the last DVD I came encounter with was, like, I played bingo at the Stonewall years ago, and I won, and they gave me this, like, cheesy, like, six-hour porn d- DVD, and I was like, well, I can't even, I'm not, like, this is not, I'm like, this is, like, I'm not, I ha- I'm not interested, I have the internet, this is not, I don't need this, but I, yeah. I can't even watch it, so I can't even find out, um, yeah. so I think that was, like, to me, that was kind of, like, when Blockbuster finally closes, like, that was the moment when DVDs ended for me, it was, yeah, you know? It was a different time. Hollywood video. That's oh, what we had here god. in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, oh great. my god. When I was a kid, the the I mean hours. We could add up hours that I spent in Blockbuster Video, Hollywood Video, um, West Coast Video was when we had. Uh, there was a whole bunch of them. Yeah. I like just. 
perusing like the horror movie aisle, just looking for the perfect oh, movie. The horror movie. That's it's crazy. I wish I could get into the horror movies, Colin. I really want to. Oh, it's. I know there's this whole other world of. It's tough, you know, because I I think there's like. You know, certain movies from the 80s, certain like cheesy slasher movies or cheesy monster movies, there's a certain gay queer aesthetic you can like go in at and look at it that way. Or ones that just are so inept that they're not scary, even if they are gory or whatever. It's all ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's it's tough. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely struggle with the violence. Like there's there was a period of time where I stopped watching horror movies completely or anything with any on screen violence whatsoever. Um, yeah. but I just, I think that horror movies kind of, it's funny you were saying opera before, because I always think of horror movies as like a version of opera, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, could see I it. just, I think it does, uh, it, it, it has the permission to go to the same heights because for sure you're watching someone getting chased by some guy in a mask with a chainsaw. So yeah, like all bets are off, you know? Yeah. And usually at least one person is stabbed or dies or jumps off a building in an opera anyway. So right. it's like not all of them, but you know, yeah. like the good, the good ones, like the dramatic ones, Yeah, uh, which is, there's a body yeah. count. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but other than that, it's, uh, it's just been me. Uh, I rewatched it. I think one other time, I think I watched it twice for the bad gay. I had to like, take a day in between i couldn't just do no. it again because it really does you feel drained and you also feel um like you've been up for hours as well there's yes. something about this movie and i don't know how they captured that mm -hmm. but um like i watched it at like 11 o'clock this morning and i felt like it was 4 30 in the morning yeah oh my god i always have that feeling when i watch this that when by the end of the movie, it feels like I've been at a sleepover and I stayed up all night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. You're like, I made I it. I made it. And I'm just kind of delirious and, and, you know, I need a nap. And you're having coffee with the mom, <laughs> you know, wherever they get the kid's mom. Yeah, like every, she's in a robe. Everyone else is asleep and I've tiptoed upstairs. Like, can I help put the French toast sticks in the toaster oven? You know? <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, it, it is it is sort of a draining, uh, but also sat satisfying at the same time, too, uh, type of movie. I mean, I think the, the natural next step is to, you know, obviously the reason we're all here, we're all gathered here today, yes. is to discuss the fact that Sandy Dennis won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress in 1965, 6, 1966. Yes. Um, <laughs> caught that one. Uh, for Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, uh, she, of course, was not the only actor nominated all four actors were nominated she and elizabeth taylor won and so i think then the natural next step as we did with rita is let's let's first give now that we've given i think a, a wonderful tribute to elizabeth taylor and we can always work our way back yeah um yeah. she'll she'll pop in of yeah. course uh is is just a, a highlight on these fellow nominees and if we have anything to say about them absolutely so the Fellow nominees with Sandy Dennis for the 1966 Academy Award uh, for Best Supporting Actress include Wendy Hiller in A Man for All Seasons, Jocelyn Lagarde in Hawaii, Vivian Merchant in Alfie, and Geraldine Page in You're a Big Boy Now. Yes. Now, as we said in the Rita episode, <clears throat> some weeks we may have nothing to say about these actresses or these movies, or these yeah. performances, and some weeks we may have more to say about the nominee than the winner. So... It, within the spirit of that, um, what do you have to say about these nominees? 
Yeah, I, I wrote down just like, you know, some bare minimum stuff for all these. I'm actually going to start with Wendy Hiller, mm -hmm. A Man for All Seasons. This one, Best Picture yeah. that year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is interesting because I, I think that... Um, this Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf could have won Best Picture. I, I was surprised that it didn't, but I also understand because I don't think people knew how to took... Wow, my grammar is on fire today. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said... I, I, I'm just going to start over again here. Uh, uh, I don't think people knew how to take it to sort of digest the movie. It was, it was considered very vulgar for the time, mm -hmm. and... Um, People didn't appreciate that. I, I listened to a couple podcasts about this uh, movie, and they, there was like people that went there. There was like a a priest of some sort. I don't know if he was an actual priest or whatever it was, but he went to a movie theater and like stole the the actual film from like the the projector upstairs, and like oh there was God. this whole court case about it. Um, but anyways, um, so Wendy Hiller is kind of basically playing like a woman behind the man sort of thing, mm -hmm. sort of character. The character's name is Alice. I believe it's, um, oh, is, is it Joseph Moore? Is he like some sort of, it reminds me of some sort of like. She plays Alice Moore. So I think that may be. Yes. yes. Is it Joseph? I, I believe it's Joseph. I could be. Um, but it's, it's just one of those period pieces that sort of like sweeps the Oscars, uh, so to speak. Cause, uh, who's, who's afraid of junior wolf? I believe one five, five or six. I can't remember. Um, so that's all I have to say about Wendy Hiller. I don't know if you want to add to that, if you've seen her in anything else. I have not. I was going to watch the, she actually won, uh, the Academy Award for best supporting actress, uh, previous year, I believe it was in the 50s, I think she won. I can um, confirm this. Oh, yeah, so she won in 1958 for this movie called Separate Tables, which I was going to watch because I felt like, oh, you know, I was kind of doing research and, like, scrolling through this Wikipedia of nominees and winners and then kind of saying, okay, well, I should – I have not seen a ton of these. I really should be more well-versed if this is my life's work. Yeah. So I exactly. that's been on my list. I think I must I watched something else instead. But I don't know much about her, but the reviews for her performance in separate tables, people were like, Oh yeah, she's like fucking phenomenal. So Ooh, nice. I can like respect why, you know, even if a man for all seasons does not sound like, you know, my cup of soup, uh yes. I could respect that she probably is doing good work. Yeah, I think so too. Um I wanna move on to Jocelyn Lagarde for Hawaii. Yeah. This is an interesting okay. one. Yeah, I mean, I, I found a couple clips on YouTube. This was also a book. Mm -hmm. I love, like, old trailers because they literally explain everything. They're like, from the famous novel Hawaii, mm -hmm. Julie Andrews, blah, blah, blah. Julie Andrews is in this Oh, Julie movie, Andrews is in this. Strangely enough. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and basically, I feel like she is... Um, for any of you Broadway fanatics, it's almost like a Bloody Mary situation in South Pacific. It's like this native of the island who's very like like she's the queen mm -hmm. she is like very loving um i watched this clip of her on this boat where she's literally like lowered on this boat like she's laying in this like almost hammock but like on her stomach it's very strange she is a very big robust woman she comes on the boat and is just speaking to everyone and tell them like just telling them how they're all too thin and just goes up and says aloha to everyone 50 times in a row. But she seems cool. Mm -hmm. I don't know too much about the movie other than that. That's kind of all I've gathered. Yeah, I I have vaguely heard of, of the movie, but I didn't know anything about it. I did a little bit of research because she actually won the Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actress. 
Oh. This is also her only film role. Uh, and she learned English phonetically because she did not speak English. She was just this Tahitian yeah. woman uh, with no acting experience. And th- her only role, she learned English phonetically to do it. She got, she won the Golden Globe, was nominated for an Academy Award, and uh, died in the 70s. So There we go. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a pretty good life. Yeah, right? It really is. It's more than I've done. So, I'll take that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I got to hurry up. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, that's what I know. I'm I'm kind of intrigued. But it also, I don't know, maybe I'll just find some clips. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Vivian Merchant and Alfie. Um, Michael Caine is in this movie, a young Michael Caine. And let me tell you, a young Michael Caine can get it. Oh, I yeah. I was yeah. very charmed by him. Uh, Shelley Winters is in this movie, Colin. Is she? Yeah, she is. It's basic. They, I think they remade this movie in 2004 with Jude Law. They do you did. remember that? I do remember that, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's like uh, it's like uh, a player sort of guy that just sleeps with a lot of women, like learns a lesson. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a comedy. Um, I I think that like in in the in the trailer it was like this movie is so good that you'll be t- uh, that you'll forget all about Virginia Woolf. They literally said that. It's oh like, wow! We'll be talking about Alfie and not Virginia Woolf after seeing this because. Obviously, people were talking about the other movie. Um, and I think Vivian Merchant, this is my guess. I, I, I guess that she played one of those sort of women that she that he messed around with. But I'm not sure. I shouldn't say that if I'm not sure. But I, I'm assuming that that's what uh, the case is with her. But Shelley Winters in the trailer, it looks really funny. Oh, I mean, yeah. Shelley Winters is, I mean, she's... You're always gonna have a good She's meal. royalty in these parts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you know, you won't go home hungry with Shelly Winters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's funny. I whenever there is because I ha- I don't really know anything about the, you know Vivian Merchant or her role in the movie. But when I look through this list of all these you know nominees and performances, and I I see what's been nominated, I automatically start to do the math of what I think what role I think that person played in that movie and what I think it felt like. Like I just try to decide, Oh, okay. So it's like this. And I have no idea, you know? Yeah. That's kind of where I'm coming at it from. So I, who knows? Vivian Merchant could be like Michael Caine's mother. I don't know. Or best friend saying like, you sleep with too many girls. Who knows? Right. But I'm sure she's great. I'm sure. I mean, good enough to be nominated. Yeah. Yeah, Um, exactly. Are you familiar with Geraldine Page? Uh, I know of her. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know. The short answer is no, and I'm sad. I'm ashamed to say that. But uh, she's, you know, I mean, she's an interesting one. She and Sandy Dennis are both like this. These sort of method actors. Yes, I read that. Yeah. Yes. Um, she did eventually win an Academy Award for the trip to Bountiful, which I haven't seen, but mm-hmm. uh, she has a lovely Academy Award acceptance speech. Um, she okay. is. Uh, there's also, which is Sandy Dennis related. There is a production of. I don't know if it was like a filmed, like a TV. They used to do like these sort of filmed um, theatrical productions for television back in like the 50s and the 60s. And there's a production of uh, uh, Chekhov's The Three Sisters. Yes, 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 yes. I saw that on YouTube. Yeah, with Sandy Dennis and Kim Stanley, Mm -hmm. who's this other amazing actress, and Geraldine Page. And it's supposed to be like, I've never read that play. I'm familiar with it. But it's like, if you love that play, this is the preeminent production of it apparently yeah i I, that's also like a rainy day for me coming up soon Mm -hmm. i think that's a great watch yeah (laughs) a bonus episode yeah right um 
yeah, I I don't I know of her. I've definitely definitely have heard her name. She was in your you're a big boy now. Am I getting that? Yeah, question? which I was gonna maybe watch. It's um the description. It's a Francis Ford Coppola movie. Yeah, yeah, Francis Ford Coppola, and it's like, and I can get into this kind of like uh you know, upper middle class young man's coming of age. I was like, all right, I could maybe be interested in that if it's surrounded by interesting women. So, I don't know. I might watch it just because I like Geraldine Page, and I kind of want to see what all these people are doing in 1966. You know. Yeah, she plays the boy's mother or the man's mother, whatever, coming of age sort of thing. Um, and it's, she's sort of like this high-strung sort of lady, at least in the clip that I watched, too, uh, as well. But it seems kind of slapsticky too. There's some, like, in the scene, the boy, like, steals a dog. Then he runs down the street and, like, trips over the dog. And it made me laugh, actually. Oh, so uh, all right. Well, yeah, the energy was good. It seems like something I would I would be into. Okay, honestly, yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Then I feel like uh, you know it's the benefit of like when, having not seen these movies. It's like, well, I may have not had a reason to see Hawaii before, but like maybe I have an access point. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Could be a trivia question. Yes, exactly. I mean, that's the <laughs> other thing is like all of this cataloging is just like if at some point you're like you know, doing trivia at a bar somewhere and somebody says, you know, for which movie did Jocelyn Lagarde win a Golden Globe for her soul, her soul performance? Oh, yeah. And then you just like, no. Yep, just and you're buzzing. Raise my yeah. hot little hand and be like, Hawaii. Yeah. Because <laughs> I did a podcast <laughs> once. I know this. I can tell my Slumdog Millionaire story of how I know the answer. <laughs> yes, exactly. They're like, sir, you need to leave. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Um, so obviously... Uh, these ladies did not win because, of course, Sandy Dennis did win. Um, yeah. But she did not attend the Academy Awards. She did not. I was sad to see that. Yeah, we love to you know, play an acceptance speech, but there was none on none to offer. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I uh, so much for that Oscar moment, uh, which and I think Elizabeth Taylor wasn't there as well. So it's kind of interesting that neither of them showed uh. up. But... Um, yeah. And Mike Nichols accepted it for Sandy Dennis. And it was a very short speech a la Rita Moreno. It was just like, great. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry she couldn't be here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that kind of leads into the natural question. We're not really kind of what we're all here to talk about is like what the magic that Sandy Dennis performed in this movie um, to earn this Academy Award. Yeah, I have a whole sort of list of honey moments. Yeah. Hashtag honey moments. Yeah. Um, the first thing at the top of my list was sort of what I said before about like that physical drama mm-hmm. um, and how she chooses to embody. I think when honey first walks in the door, you think you know what she's going like, what role she's going to play in this. She's like the just like the pleasing housewife that's trying to keep the conversation going. She's like nudging Nick to be like, you know, say they have a nice house, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like go with me on this. Right. And then there's, it's just, um, I think there's something really enticing about a group of people getting together and then all of their deepest, darkest, darkest secrets just being thrown out onto the table, whether they want to or not. And, uh, yeah, that it's it quickly takes off after that. Yeah, that like that catalyst of like getting together and then like you know everything just kind of the chemical reaction of 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 
like it being drunk and it being late and having demons and all these little things that get surfaced. Yes. Um, the I feel like Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf and the boys in the band are in some ways really companion pieces. Um, yeah. In, in, in terms of what happens in these plays, the boys in the band, um, have you, I, I feel like you did the boys in the band did you do that? For I didn't. No. I know of it. Yeah. I know what it is and I've not seen it. So oh. it's, I know everyone. I know. I you know. are going to love it. If it's, so, I can't wait. You're going to yeah, love I'm it. Ex- I'm excited. It's yeah. so, it's so Virginia Woolf. You're, I just, yeah, you're going to love it. The movie is, uh, the movie's great because it's, um, I think it's almost entirely the original Broadway cast. And I think Ooh, it's nice. basically the same script. They basically did a, 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 the same thing they did with Virginia Woolf where, you know, the play pretty much takes place, you know, in one setting, but they found ways to kind of open it up a little bit. So, um, nice. Oh my God. Okay. And while there's no women in it, it's the kind of movie I don't, I'm okay with that because there are men giving best supporting actress performances. It's yeah. yeah. Men can be best supporting actresses. Yep. Too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I, I highly recommend, uh, uh, pairing that in terms of a you know wine and cheese pairing here yeah yeah (laughs) that's a that's a gloomy saturday yeah that's uh, a really gloomy saturday yeah (laughs) um but i hear what you're saying like when it first starts you know you uh you kind of think oh okay i see what role she's playing like she's just like the wife and even there's that great moment where they're kind of making the small talk and she uh, sort of is sort of toned after the conversation and just starts talking. Oh, we had to make our way all by ourselves, didn't we? Like, you know, that yeah. whole moment. I, it, it's like okay, yeah, this is really funny and entertaining, and I could. And, and if you, if you didn't know the movie but you knew she won an Oscar, you might think, okay, maybe she just won for hitting all these funny notes, you know? Yeah, but. I, I love this idea of, of physical, you know, physical drama. You know, I think that yeah. that's exactly what she's doing and and how her performance unfolds and like in, in grows is from the physical drama is from the physicality that she's bringing. Yes. And I think also too this kind of goes, it is, I shouldn't say it's difficult, but sometimes it, I would say for the most part, most, I would find it. Wow gathering my thoughts here uh i am drinking uh bourbon by the way that's why yeah. <laughs> that's why maybe i'm a little bit uh <laughs> loose in the lips over here but um i would say what i'm trying to say is that um it is difficult to play drunk convincingly without getting annoying if that makes sense yes. because you can really take it there which she does but she does it in a way that doesn't bother me at least you know what yeah. i mean like it is Anyone who's ever been drunk, like speaking of, I mean, just throwing it back to Elizabeth Taylor with that chicken leg at the oh beginning my. of the movie. I will watch that. That is one scene I I watched because I needed to see what a dump. And then her just eating. We've all had that moment, whether we're drunk, mm-hmm. we're stoned, just at the fridge. You know, you get home. You don't even think about anything else. Mm-hmm. You go right to the fridge and grab whatever you had for dinner and then you eat the rest of it. Oh, I mean, and I just have to uh, highlight that moment when she has... When she's bitten off a piece of the chicken and he he corrects her and says somebody and she goes, Somebody with the mouthful of chicken, it's <laughs> it's great. It's genius. It's genius. It's so natural. It's yeah. so lived in and just like everyone knows that moment. But um I think I was listening to an interview with Carrie Coon earlier today too, and she said like as far as just like a night at the theater, she was like 
it's she's like i play a woman who is you know she's drunk when she walks in the door that's true like, honestly it's, 2 so it's like yeah yeah and um she's like uh, i i'm gonna fumble with it but she basically said like basically taking that too far can really make for a bad night at the theater yeah and and we've all seen those performances too where it's like okay unless it's some slapstick sort of setting it which maybe it kind of works too but um sandy dennis is it's like almost blackout drunk but not blackout and then she comes to and then she goes back into like i'm gonna get sick and then she comes back and she's dancing and then she it's very real yeah is, is the only word i can really think of well you know i mean i i i could not agree more that it's so hard to play drunk convincingly yeah. i mean i i think who is an expert at this is Amy Poehler in Parks and Rec. Oh, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my favorite episodes of Parks and Recreation is the Snake of Juice course, episode. Of course, yeah, the Snake Hole Lounge. Yeah, the Snake oh, Juice. Snake Juice, Snake Hole Lounge. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, with her and Ann Perkins arguing in the bathroom. Oh, and, yeah. Because we've all been there. I, the two of And I also, I, I love the first episode of season two when she marries the gay penguins. Um, oh, there's that moment where, and I know I'm tangenting, but it, we're allowed. I hope, I, I hope it's the moment. So for yeah. me, the moment is when they're at the gay bar <laughs> yes. and they're all cheering for her and she's feeling her oats. And she's like, what is she goes? Um... Who cares? Let's dance or whatever she does yeah. like that. Like you can you can see her trying to like, you know, okay, all right, calm down. And then and then she has that Michael Scott moment of like, oh my God, they love me. They're cheering for me. And it's the way that her voice goes that like, let's dance that I just yeah. queen oh. out on. <laughs> it's heaven. It's heaven. Yeah. And then like, um, I don't know if it's the like a talking head that night oh. or maybe the next day. She's like, you know what? I had such a great time last night, something like that. And she's like, and the dance. <laughs> that's my other favorite it's like, part. Yes, it's that. Dancing. I thought that's what you were going to say, but, but I like that part too. But like, it's like every middle America mom that's ever stepped into a gay bar that just doesn't know what they're getting themselves into. Right. Because it really is the dancing. Oh, but the dancing. And it's, oh, it's so good. There's, it's, and like, you know, Amy Poehler. It's so studied. It re- yeah. I mean, oh, it is. I mean, it's so funny. I, <sighs> I, I know exactly that moment. I love that moment. And it's funny because that reminds me of the scene in the car in Virginia Woolf with Sandy Dennis. Oh, dancing. I'd love some dancing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So it all, it's all connected. This is relevant. It is. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, uh, Parks and Rec. It's the best. Yeah. It's the best. Um, but yes. Where were we here? Uh, performing, uh, performing drunkenness. I mean, I yeah. I think that, you know, I think this goes back to sort of some of what you were saying before about the way she says, like, I'll have another little nipper of brandy. Like the way she, yeah. you can hear the, when she, when, when the drunkenness kind of gets, when it advances, um, instead of her getting kind of big and sloshy, she gets kind of like it's like she's like rolling the words around in her mouth like marbles. Yeah, you know. Ooh, that's a great way to put that. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So it keeps it a little bit contained instead of like this messy performance that's not fun to watch. Maybe fun to play, but not fun to watch. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 
I love when she screams, first of all, oh, that yeah. umbrella gun. Like, that is such a, a moment yeah. when it just, like, zooms in on Elizabeth Taylor's face. Like, I love I love that choice. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. I, I was reading in sort of the IMDb notes that, like, in terms of, like, close-ups and zoom-ins, like, Mike Nichols was very careful about not overdoing it and only doing it in, like, very, like, meaningful moments. And I feel like there, there's, yes. like, there's the shot of Sandy Dennis seeing the gun. And, like, I love the body language of her, like, her her hands on her, like, resting her head on her, on her hand, like, on the back yeah. of the couch, and then turning and seeing. And there's a moment of, I see you with the gun, but I haven't processed it to the point of, like, yeah. realizing you have a gun. And that's there. Yes. And that's, I mean... Talk about a micro moment, but the fact that Sandy Dennis paused to allow shock to to be present before she reacted. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's the difference between like, it's just craftsmanship, really. Yeah. It's like, it's like you don't know that that sort of acting exists, but when you see it, it's just, it's the whistle tone. It's the whistle it really tone. Is. It, it really the is. The whistle tones are, uh, one of my favorite, this is like a micro micro moments and if this is like the moment that uh she wanted for you i'm gonna freak out but um, i don't think it is but i think i had to rewind something because i <clears throat> i was skipping through and when martha asks nick how much she how much he weighs sandy dennis mouths it she mouths 155 have you ever seen that i miss that that's incredible oh my god it, and i would have not realized that mm. because if i hadn't rewound it <clears throat> excuse me um if you watch that moment because i love how that scene is shot yeah. first of all because she's like in the background martha is like coming on to nick yeah uh did i say nick before i hope i did not george but anyways because george is just like in the corner yeah shouting off whatever he does um and she she it's like she's almost she's like nodding and she's like you weigh 150 she's like 150 she just says it like really lightly with her lips mm -hmm. and i was like oh wow. yeah. yeah yeah well i you know i because i i know that scene certainly like and i love that idea of, of to me this is so quintessential best supporting actress in terms of setting a a scene or like framing a scene is to have sandy dennis in the background of this yeah. conversation and that she is actively reacting like we are watching she is so good at at having the building tension of oh i feel threatened right now as a wife and mm -hmm. i'm like listening to every word and like you know like because then eventually she has that like great delivery of like is a very yes has a very firm body like she she it, it's this like possessive moment where she's like yes he, you know like i know he has a firm body and it, like yeah it's Oh, and like the fact that like in that one little moment in, in the way that she delivers that line, she can give us like jealousy. She can give us kind of like the, a quirky goofiness, a drunkenness, a nervousness. Like there's so much. And also like watch your step just a little and bit. Just a little. Just as, a little. As much as honey can, can muster up a watch yeah. your step. Yes. Uh, I think the other thing. Oh, God. No. Sorry, yeah. Go just no, no. yes. Like that. She, she does all that just in the choice of cadence, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's a rhythm to mm -hmm. it. I think I think the other thing, too, is Mike Nichols as a director choosing to show us Honey in that scene, too, because you could very easily just show Martha and Nick sitting on the couch yeah. and not have... Because George isn't, isn't in that shot. Mm -hmm. Or even the other thing that um, uh, that I loved that they, that they showed is after um, Honey goes upstairs for the first time, and what do you think they do up there? What's happening? Oh, that's a great question. I I mean, I'm sure she's 
showing her the place. They're probably chit-chatting. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Because George says something. Uh, yeah, George says something about a euphemism. He's like, "Can you help her with?" Yeah, like show her the bathroom. Can you show her the uh, euphemism? Powder her is? nose. Like, does she need to like? I I don't know why my mind like does she need like a tampon? Like, what's happening here? I don't. That's like one of the great sort of things about this movie is like there's so much like things to fill in the blanks that you could that's left up into interpretation uh yeah like that one the way i've always interpreted it was it was just kind of like oh we have guests and we a ladies moments. yeah we don't want to say like can you show her where the toilet is can you, and so you kind of put a euphemism like the little girl's room or like God, the water okay. closet can you show them where the uh, <clears throat> euphemism is yeah but i love the choice to show um honey coming back down the stairs listening to the last like maybe sentence or two of that conversation and then putting on this sort of I'm back. You know what I mean? That's not what she says, but it's like, thank God for Mike mm-hmm. Nichols first. Like, cause that is something I think he has just enough like theater cred and also like film cred to like really marry the two styles together in a way that like serves both audiences and also serves both forms of art really, because it is, it's, it's a treat. And I'm glad we get to see that because that could have easily not been a moment she could have just walked around the corner yeah uh that is my moment that is, is that really? is my moment i call it that is my moment i like that and i remember the first time i saw this movie and i saw that moment where she stood at the top of the stairs and she like processed <sighs> what she was hearing and the fact yes. that they showed what you said that they showed us that he made the choice yeah. that the play doesn't have to take us up there to to you know, I was going to do an episode on In the Details called Sandy Dennis Pauses at the Top of the Stairs. <laughs> just about that moment. <laughs> I would have Yeah. And I, mean, I maybe I still in. will because it's just Click. bears repeating. I just – and so she does. She has that thing, and it's so – like it's like Judy Garland in A Star is Born going back out there to film that close-up after her dressing room meltdown. It's like yes. she she hears it. She Sandy Dennis does that wonderful thing where she – closes her eyes to the like the the like the weight of it and then oh honey if you has you should see this place like it's <sighs> to me like the first time i Magic. saw that i was like that is to what it felt like to me was this was a private moment with honey and the audience that yeah we don't get any other private moments with her like it, it's that's true it's very specific and and in some ways we don't we rarely get these private moments with anybody to that extent. Like you yeah. get a moment, you get moments alone with George crying on the porch later, or um, kind of watching the car drive off. There's there's some solo times with George, but this was especially early in the movie, twenty mi- twenty eight minutes in, to just get this brief micro moment with with Honey. Mm-hmm. I I just I I I. The very first time I saw it, I was like, this is, oh, I fucking love this. Lord. Yeah, Lord. Can I tell you that I put that in the moment she won it for, for myself uh-huh. and hoping that it was yours? I put it on that list and then I took it off. Oh. I kept, it was the first thing that I found and I was just like, oh yeah, the stairs. I wrote the stairs moment. <laughs> honey on the stairs. Honey on the stairs. Yeah. Miss Honey. <laughs> and then I was like, no. And, and I was like, kind of just going through my list i was like okay i don't think that's like i almost didn't even mention it um oh. and like yeah and i 
I, I'm so glad I did, of course. But like, I think I probably would have mentioned it at some point or another too. But I took it off. Wow. Uh, the moment she won it, list too. Wow. But um. Oh, that's yeah. I have not read the play, mm-hmm. and I wonder how much um, if this is like, I'm assuming there had to be some sort of not necessarily cuts, but um, there might have been. Like, I wonder how much was left, how much um, you know, was not. Uh, included or like stuff like that it's that's i wish i knew to play more is all i'm saying at this point too if i remember correctly there's some parts that are cut from in the movie from like the first one-on-one between george and nick which like let's be Mm -hmm. honest like the scenes of just the men i'm like okay yeah you know we'll give you the under the tree moment because that is a moment but that's all yeah i'll give you that but like enough of this like just just the just the guy's shit um so i think there were some parts of that that were trimmed out that were just kind of a lot more kind of you know a lot of george kind of doing this this complicated conversation um Mm -hmm. there may have been some other pieces here and there but for the most part i mean i've read the play once i became obsessed with the movie then i became obsessed with the play it is word for word really word for word like like like, tiny nuances that you would not think would carry over word for word um i mean you know there's and it's funny like kind of reading honey's lines because i think that's a perfect example of there's there's the lines in the script and then there's what the actor does with them and all of the you know self-interruptions or repetitions or you know like i don't think it's in the script for her to mutter or to mouth his weight you know like yeah who told her to do that no one told her to do that you know yeah um so there's that stuff too that like isn't in the script because it's like these people just it just came out of them um but yeah this it's great it's a very fascinating read it's like august osage county is like this too it's a great read i have read august i think i read the play before i even i just like went to barnes and noble and bought it because <laughs> it's not funny mm. i don't know what we would what could call this really but like it's just when you know you don't even know that you're looking for it and then you just buy it and then like because you didn't know i mean yeah you're kind of your sort of um your interest at at, at when you were a young lad mm-hmm. um kind of led you to it as well yeah but like i i just i knew people were talking about august osage county and i was like all right i'll get this and then i was just like yeah i think i read it twice in one week because i was just like yeah so floored by it and i i have not i've yet to see any production of it and i don't know why i didn't seek that out i i, I i'm a little i'm like disappointed in myself that i haven't but uh once again more things to watch yeah than anything yeah and it, yeah it's definitely on youtube and i mean the movie i did not like the movie i i did not think oh no yeah. yeah i i didn't even bother seeing oh, it so, it's yeah. like i was like I mean, talk about like Meryl. Yeah, I mean, talk about like seeing Question something, mark. right? Yeah. And like feeling like, oh, there's, a, I've seen the right way to do this, and I'm watching you do it the wrong way. That's how it felt. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I, uh, taking us back to Virginia Woolf. Um, let's talk about some other. I, I'm, I'm very curious about this list of like of these moments where like where she could have wanted or where she really jumped out. I'd love to like let's let's zoom in on another one. Yes, please. Um, I think this these are the ones that you get to a point where you where I, where I just stopped overthinking it as well too. But mm-hmm. there's something about even <laughs> this is like such a weird moment. But I 
I was like, oh, yeah, this is great. Um, it's the way that Nick puts on Sandy Dennis's yes, coat. Yes, yes, yes. yes, it's so good. And she's like, well, I'm not cold, but uh, and, her, and her arm she's is all like bent. all tangled up and just like sweaty and her hair is everywhere. And it's magic. It's yeah. like choreographed, but not choreographed at the same time. I was like, what are you doing? But also yes yeah i mean i I, uh, I love yes she's sweaty and her hair is a mess and it's perfect yes oh, that's yeah. so like that's so important about her in this movie <clears throat> is how sweaty she is and how messy her hair is like it's part of it like it's to me yeah. like, what a great halloween costume is honey at the end of this movie <laughs> Just like in a car, in a car, just like hung out, hanging out of a yeah, Cadillac. Yeah, holding a bottle with a peeled label with the fur coat oh, yes. hanging oh, off. Oh, Colin, you know? yes. Like, yes. That's, that's my We all peel labels. That's what George right, says. Right, right. Peel the label. Uh, <laughs> I peeled it off. Oh, God. Um, the, the next three things that I have to say are pretty big moments, mm-hmm. um, but I, I will share them. Uh, and I think we can just sort of go... I don't, I don't know what order this is either, too, but I, I think they're in order. Um, I dance like the wind. It's just I think we need to we need to talk about that, because I think if anything, that might be my moment, albeit like a, a s- potentially kind of silly moment. But there is something that is like the, the most speaking of the physical drama like that is that is the pinnacle of it for me in this movie, too. Be, besides like little micro things like, yeah. There is such like we've all danced like that, mm-hmm. uh, whether we're just like, you know, in a towel dress um, dancing after a shower to some like Carly Rae Jepsen or just mm-hmm. like at a bar with your best Judy's just going for it. But like um, she's really giving it all. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and just singing to herself too. It's 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 great. It is that definitely feels like a, a a sort of it's a feature moment for Honey. I think there's that, and then that moment when Nick's trying to stop her, and she like yes. and she snaps. And I think that oh yes, yeah, you don't let me have fun, yeah, or something like that is what she says. Yes, though. I, um, oh, um, go go. Well, go. I was gonna say. I mean, watching this again, and this always kind of stuck with me, but I feel like it's kind of an interesting bookend to that moment is the end of that scene when she realizes that Nick has told them about the miscarriage and the way that she cries and the way that she says, Oh God, you couldn't have, Oh God. Oh God. Like she just, it's it. There's this way that she cries that just like, just rip my rib cage open it was just so like oh god you are primal it's yeah. like this primal scream almost too yes. it's, that, that's my next moment mm-hmm. i called it the puff went away moment yes yes when george really kind of goes into that and nick is trying to like hug her mm-hmm. it's um which is like keon and i rarely fight but sometimes when i know that i'm annoying him and like I'm pushing those buttons just a bit more. I will hug him, mm-hmm. and I will just like kind of be like I'm, uh, you know, like uh, I, I just want to like, I'm, I'm thinking like in some way in my mind that that will make it better, like right. the physical contact and everything else too. So I that that's really such an interesting choice, yeah, for him. And I guess like anyone kind of would, but like you know, you you might not choose to hug her. You might just, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, and she's crying, so you would hug her anyways. Um, it creates an interesting tension, I think, like a physical tension yeah. that it reminds me of him trying to put her coat on where she's yes. she's fighting against him in his arms. Like there's this kind of like 
it it is it's a very it's an interesting choice because of what it lets him do and what it lets her do um yeah and it kind of creates this growing like tension of her crying before she finally breaks away and i think yeah that, like i don't know it was yeah it was really effective there's nothing like a don't touch me moment like you know what i mean like oh, that's that's like quintessential i mean we just talked about it in the rita episode too it's like uh oh i love it i love a don't touch me touch me i think i get your hands off me yeah i i love it i love a don't touch me moment i actually think that line in college i think i like that was one of those lines that like got stuck in my head was like don't touch me like uh and in my last sort of uh moment here is when it's the honey and george scene when george like throws her into the grass yeah and she's just like dead again that's definitely like when she's she's like lucid and then just not yeah and uh oh that moment and when she's sort of when she's writhing almost like crucifixion style on the ground going i don't want any children like it's it's a really that's such an interesting scene and there's that really interesting micro moment where he's trying to like tell her, Hey, your husband's upstairs. And she's like, I don't want to know anything. I want to know who rang those bells. Like watching her pivot and watching her like commit to, to delusion and denial. was really, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, kind of heartbreaking in a way because it's like, I, Oh yeah. Honey is not, I don't think she's supposed to be, but she's not annoying. She's not. I, I, I think that she's, I feel very bad for her, you know, like I'm very, yeah sort of disappointed in Nick that he ends up like sleeping with, with Martha. And, and for anyone who has not seen the movie to it, just to kind of fill in some of these plot points, like I said, the puff went away. Like basically Nick tells George that, um, honey had a miscarriage, like a hysterical pregnancy. Oh or is it like yeah. A I think it was hysterical pregnancy is how they described it. Yeah, yeah. So she thought she was pregnant. Nick married her, then realized that she wasn't pregnant. And I think to kind of build on what you were just saying, I think honey thinks that she, I think Honey thinks she is a nuisance and that she is kind of in the way, but she also like from an outside perspective, like Nick is a catch. He's handsome. Yeah. He has this great job and she kind of lucked out with that too. But like she knows deep down that the only reason he married her is because of this potential baby. Yeah. And that I, I think, I don't really know if there's any line in the in the movie or the or the play really that lends itself to like uh, to 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 Nick saying, "I definitely definitely want kids," because I we hear from Honey like saying, "I don't want kids," and then in the last scene she says, "I want kids." Yeah, um, yeah. There may have been I maybe in the dialogue between Nick and George. I think in that first scene there may have been some talk about like having kids at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that there there's a little moment. I think it's around that sort of like you know the firm body part where um she says honey says something about like oh he's a pretty nice fella like she says one of those little things and <laughs> yeah, yeah. there and and there are those those moments where it does kind of feel like you kind of know nick could do better he could in terms of being with someone who is even a little more like forward thinking or a little more educated you know there's that scene in the car yeah. where she's like well well heavens two men dancing i mean can you imagine that I th- I would imagine yeah. that's probably not shocking to Nick, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's uh and I think it's like Martha picks up on that. It's like that dumb mousy blonde in the corner. And like Mousy's like they they say it in the play. 
I feel like it, but like you, she is the definition of like mousy girl. Yeah. Yeah. At least the way that they're really like, because I think in real life, because I've seen her on IMDb and stuff like that and in other movies, I think she's an attractive girl mm-hmm. too. But like, um, they really, <laughs> they really bring out the mouse in this movie for some reason, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. And I think it's just the kid, the way that it's written too. Well, and I think also like Sandy Dennis, like her commitment to getting ugly in this movie. I mean, I think yeah. Elizabeth Taylor earns tons of credit for doing the same thing, but Sandy Dennis, I think this goes back to what you're saying of like this physical drama performance you know that that element of her performance i think it requires a lack of vanity and there is a couple of moments towards the end of the movie there's one that sticks with me is when george is starting to do that kind of you know uh he's leading into delivering the news about the telegram yeah the final act yeah and and crucifixion no the exorcism i think that's what the third act is called yeah i think so yeah they all have names yeah 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 Yeah, i can't remember the first two but yeah i think it's the exorcism yeah and she says you can't do this and he says who says she says i say and and then he says well something like well do you want to do it or something and then she says no and when she says the no there's a big spit bubble in her mouth Ooh, and it, I didn't catch it. it. And it's yeah, and it and it 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 influences it. It matters. Like it and and it has to be an yeah. accident. You can't plan for that. But it's yeah, you can't. it's like Viola Davis's boogery nose. It's just like, oh, this is <laughs> this this is making a difference, you know? Yeah, it's oh it totally yeah, this mucus to matters, level. you know. <laughs> <laughs> um and there is one more moment that I had I had kind of remembered but I, I didn't know if I was remembering it correctly or I wanted to remember this. But at the end, at the, at the very end of the movie, there's there's two things. One, there's a, an amazing shot after Martha gets the news that the their son is dead. And she collapses against the kind of little ottoman or whatever. And she's laying yeah. there crying. And the shot is her laying there crying a bit in the foreground. And then Sandy Dennis above her on the couch crying. Yes. I want yes. that framed. I fucking <laughs> Yeah, I was just gonna to say me, like a painting. And I want to just call it like best actress, best supporting actress. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? Um I did I did notice that too. I it was, just, it was like, oh God bless everyone who I'm made like, this. You don't happen. even know, but you're both gonna win Oscars. Yeah. For this. And it's like it's like Mike Nichols knew. It's yeah. like he knew. Right. For your consideration. Uh, <laughs> that's the name of the painting. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. And um but then towards the end, like the music, the beautiful music is like swelling and they're all kind of in their different spots and it cuts back like you know martha's kind of you know laying against the window and george is standing and nick's in the doorway and honey's on the couch and we kind of see a shot of each of them and the last shot we see of honey she's sitting there and a tear just rolls down her cheek and i gotta tell you that like i like i i did an olivia coleman gasp i was like oh okay good okay like i just yeah couldn't believe a, like just the texture of that. B, the inclusion. The let's have a shot of Honey crying. Like, let's give her that moment. Um, I don't know. Like, it just, it was so affecting. And I, I just love that, to kind of go back to what we were saying, in the beginning of the movie, you think you know who Honey is. And the level of emotional complexity she's allowed to be, you know, to, to have and to show and to bring to the story, not that she needs permission, but that that character was, as you said, you could make the choice to not show her on the stairs, you know? 
but choices are being made to <sighs> give honey God. moments, you know? Sandy Dennis at the top of the stairs. That's uh <laughs> Sandy Dennis pauses at the top of the stairs. I was like, oh, that yeah, was that was yeah, like yeah. I had it written as like, you know, names of episodes. Um <laughs> so yeah, I I just like all of those moments. Um uh, it's great. And and honestly too, if we were to like both go back and watch the movie again and come back, we'd we'd have like more moments yeah. there's so much more with with all these actors too it's like like you said i think nick i don't think nick is not necessarily interesting he has to be there mm-hmm. and to sort of be this sort of not soundboard but uh you know like for the reasons we said before too but everyone i would love to go back and watch it through the lens of george to be honest mm-hmm. uh to really appreciate all of his sort of it was interesting uh to when I was watching an interview with Tracy Letts and um, Amy Morton and they, in that show, and, and you can attest to this too, whether you uh, agree or disagree really, but they were really framing it. They talked about how the production was framed to make it George's story. It's not necessarily mm. Martha's story. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it, even Amy Morton was sort of on board with that. She's like, if you read the play, if you really watch it, um, you know, and really like dissect it and sort of like immerse yourself in it. It is George's story. It is. It's, it's, yeah. 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 That's because he's, he's the ringleader. He's kind of, he's the puppet master. He, and he's good at it. And, yeah. and Martha's good at it too. She's good at like deflecting and like shooting it back, but she's not, she'll never be what George is as far as like the, the sort of, she's like he's two steps ahead and she's only one step ahead if that makes sense too yeah like i think he's he's the bones of the show and she's the flesh you know i think yeah. that like he is and the bones of the conflict and the bones of what drives all of this you're I, I totally agree i think it's we're we're really watching is a game that they've played where george has to make a change george george needs to to break this like it really is about yeah, it's so much about the decisions that George makes. And Martha is really just this, I mean, it's like it's like watching Macbeth. Like Martha is, you know, it, the conflict started because of, of Macbeth, but Martha is the lady Macbeth is like the, oh, you're the pulsating like heart of all of this. But like, you're not yeah. what started this. Yeah, and, he, and the thing about it is that you find out probably about, I don't even know, 15 minutes into the movie that, Martha has like fucked it up. Yeah. And she, like, cause when, as soon as Sandy, it's, it's, that's after the stare moment. Yeah. Um, when she comes down, she's like, Oh, Martha told me about your son. And there's that like, Dunna. Oh <laughs> yeah. Like that moment. Sort of, like that... orchestra swell. Yeah. And, uh, and it's like, Ooh, it's like the games begin. Yeah. And then it's just like, and then he's like, all right, it's going to be this kind of night. Oh, she really wanted to come that yeah, way. Exactly. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, but you really want to fight. <laughs> Who's afraid of Alyssa Edwards? <laughs> um, that reminds me. I mean, I'd be remiss again if I did not mention another amazing micro moment of Sandy Dennis's is when she's super drunk. I think she's got the umbrella pistol or rifle on her arm and she takes off oh, the headband yes. and goes, when is your son? And then, no, and it's always the shaking of the head and the way and the finger. Mm. Where is your son coming home? Like it's yes, but the way that she takes the headband off, 
drives me crazy. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. And just her sitting, she holds that gun for like 10 yeah. minutes. Like she just is stuck with, that's the Halloween costume. Oh. You got to get the gun. You got to get the bottle with the, the label and a headband. Yeah, with the, the removable headband. is headband. crucial. <laughs> and at some point you remove it. And if anyone reacts, then you know your friends for then life. Then you know. You know and, I mean? and when you take it off, make sure you get a strand of hair that sticks in the headband. So yeah. you can like play with One that finger thing. up. Yeah. Yeah. And just, oh, I just... Sandy Dennis's choice, like the watching what she does with her fingers and her eyes and her, I mean, everything she uses everything. Like you, you hit the nail on the head. It's this physical drama. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's in those moments. It's the, like, it's the little shake of the head and the finger and the closing of the eyes that like, again, no one told her to do all this. And some of this, if you watch Sandy Dennis, I had actually, actually, I, I realized, I take all back what I said earlier. I was familiar with Sandy Dennis before I saw this because I saw oh. her in The Out of Towners with Jack Lemmon. Oh. And I remember, I, yeah, so, and she has, there's a lot of similar mannerisms and similar choices. It. It's a different character, but it's still Sandy Dennis. Um, and I remember seeing that and being like, Oh, there's something about what you're doing that I love, and so I think yes. I I yeah I, I take back what I said. I earlier. would love to see her in something else, honestly. At this point, too, like I need I need to see more things with her. Yeah. I would say what I would recommend is certainly the Out of Towners. She's really great in that. Um, there's this movie. I there's a movie called Up the Down Staircase, which is pretty good, where she plays like a inner city high school teacher, and okay. uh, there's one I think called The Fox, where she's a lesbian, and uh, there's one called That Cold Day in the Park, which I haven't seen, but it's supposed to be like mm. she stars in that. It's supposed to be probably a good feature for her. Um, Ooh, okay. So, yeah, so some Sandy Dennis. Uh, she's also in Come Back to the Five and Dime, Jimmy Jean, Jimmy Dean, with uh, Cher and Karen Black and wow. Kathy Bates and a whole bunch of other actresses. So Nice. I want to just like uh, rattle off a couple of just like Sandy facts yeah. as well, too, like as filmography. Like, um, I, I was really sad to hear she died of cancer at age 54. Yeah. It's really a big blow, I think, to like, um you know, the potential that she could have still been really making films and like been around. I don't know if she would have still been around like today, this year, but um but that's too young. That is too young to for someone with that amount of talent and uh but their her trajectory was just kind of cut short. I was I was sad to hear, I kind of I was sitting in a coffee shop and I said, "Oh, I think I right? said that out loud. Oh, it just kind of hit me in the gut." Yeah. Ugh. I know. Um she was a notorious cat lover, Colin. Yes, she, she was. At one point she had 33 cats That's... residing at her Westport, Connecticut home. Yep. Um and this is all like some IMDb stuff. This is not, you know, uh don't be too impressed with me. But uh, <laughs> I didn't dig too uh, deep. I, yeah. I know. I think the other thing that I found interesting and, and is such fuel for her character, and no wonder this really was, is that she suffered a miscarriage at four months. Uh, she was four months pregnant in December of 1965, which is when they were filming yeah. the movie. So, like, yeah, it's, it's like, God, what better fuel for your character? But I, like, cringe as I say that because it's, like, not the right type of fuel, but also... Yeah, that makes it makes sense that she could go there and really go there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just kind of like that that sort of, you know, awful irony of like, oh my god, you're playing yeah, right? somebody who like this, th- this is in some ways part of their literal character story, and 
um, now you have to like you have to like potentially either keep that offset or pull that in, you know. And I think as a method actor, yeah. she's going to be more likely to pull it in. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And one of the quotes that I really loved, I clicked on Sandy Dennis's profile on IMDb, and um, it's just like a really fun little button before we go into our dream casting here. Yeah. Um, is uh, she said having a, an Academy Award lasts no longer than sex? I really feel <laughs> that she like didn't. It's not that she didn't care, mm-hmm. but like I don't think it mattered as much as it does to other people too. Which is like, I mean, I wish I I could probably not say that. I would be like, yes, I'm an Academy Award winner, and I'm, but like I get that. It's like even the most exciting things that I've worked for, like that are not obviously an Academy Award, but like you know, accomplishments in my life, like a role that I landed and I was super proud of. Like it lasts for about 24 hours, maybe 48 hours. And then you go back to your normal life. Yeah. If that makes sense. And I think that's what she's ultimately saying there too. It's like, okay, I have this. I'm grateful for it. Like what's next. Right. That's like, is great. <clears throat> this doesn't that. define me. Yeah. It um reminds me of one of my favorite actresses, uh, Barbara Harris, who I've, I did an episode on the details um, and yeah. who, I uh, highly recommend. We can certainly, we'll, you know, she's never won the Oscar, but she was nominated. Um, but she was, uh, you know, big theater actress and um, was, you know, one of the founding members of like the the second stage, uh, second city theater company or oh, second yeah. city, you know, whatever they were called. Um, yes, I think they were just called Second City. Uh, and so, and <laughs> yeah. uh, just say talk, you know. Um, but uh, I just say <laughs> just talk. Say talk. <laughs> conversate right yeah but you know she would talk about how similar where it was like at a certain point in her career she would choose projects that she thought wouldn't be successful because she didn't want the fame she didn't want all the celebrity she just wanted to do the work and yeah and she would talk about how like doing shows she loved rehearsal she loved the the work of of you know what acting is but then when it comes the process to, yeah, yeah the process and then when it comes to actually doing the show she's like she'd get bored because it's like well now we just do the same thing every night you know so the, the work yeah. is done and i so i i get that idea where like you know i'm not actually here for the fame i'm not actually here for the oscar i'm here to like do all that cool human work that comes with being an actor um yeah. i assume i am not an actor but that's I've watched a no, lot of women do it, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I I would agree. Like some of the the best moments um, of uh, being like I remember in like high school we played this like Tchaikovsky piece my freshman year and it was like it was like the first time the things were really coming together and um, and we played we just did like a run of it he's like okay let's run it and it was just like magic and it was like electricity was in the room and like mm-hmm. flowing through like my body and then like everyone felt it and then we ended and we all just kind of like all exhaled and it was like this like and that's like those moments in rehearsal whether you're a musician or a dancer or um, you know an actor or even like a technician you know what I mean when mm-hmm. you know that it just locks in like yeah, you don't you don't get it as much yeah. when you when when you go to the final product uh, as well too. Yeah, that magic kind of runs out and then it's just yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's still magic in its own right, but it's not it's not as uh uh what's the word that I'm looking for? Um 
I mean, what it makes me think of, not to interrupt your thinking process, no, but, go for it. You know, I'm, I'm to, to be a stoner about it, it's like the first hit is sure. the best hit, is when it's green. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then after that, course. you're like, well, all right, that was a good hit. But that first one, no, now we're talking turkeys, you know? And so, yeah, of course. I kind of think it's a little bit like that, where like that, there is that initial like whoosh. The, the other few hits will get you high, but nothing like the first one. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, you know, like coming down and then you kind of want to like take another hit, but it doesn't really feel as good as like that first hit. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. But you still do it. Of course. And yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah, I'm still going (laughs) to, I'll still try. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, let's get into this dream casting here. So I I posed the question to Colin last night. I wanted to give you time to think about it. I just didn't want to spring it upon mm-hmm. you too and do you have all four or is, do you want to just focus on honey it's up to you i i have some thoughts on martha and honey uh, to be honest <clears throat> george and nick have always been i could see yeah. so many different men doing those roles of course you know? yes, yes, yes um and i'd be even interested in like really interesting choices for that you know like surprising choices Same. but yes it's martha and honey where i'm just like that's that, yes that's where i'm but I, but if you have are you do you have all four or what do you have um i I don't care about Nick. Yeah. I don't. I, it's, it's in this, you know, sort of game that we're playing yeah. of our own here, too. I have a couple for George that I would like to mention. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I'm just going to go with that first, actually, since that'll be, since we can, we'll do like three, two, one. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I, I would really love to see, and this is like, of course, not possible at this point, too, like a Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Like, that would be great. Yeah. Um, Another one, um, just thinking of like, I think Brian Cranston would be great at this too. Oh my God, he would be incredible at this. Yeah. Yeah. And then I started like pairing up with like different Marthas and Honeys too, mm-hmm. but like Georgia. Um, I, I don't know why. This is like a wild card because I'm thinking of like British actors, but I don't think he quite has the, the grit for it. It's like Colin Firth. Mm. It's like, I think he's jen it's like i think there's a better maybe like a uh a clive owen do you know clive oh owen? yeah he'd be great yeah yeah he has such a richard Possibly. burton quality yeah yeah um have you seen closer yes i have okay because yes. that was very formative for me and we're gonna get into natalie portman the year she was nominated for that and we're gonna have a whole closer moment because... yeah and it's worth <sighs> talking about julia roberts to in that movie I think so. It just, it, like, there's only, yeah, I'm like, yeah. At least, I mean, on it, like, what always sticks with me is, like, like yours, but sweeter, you know, like. Yes, of course, of course. That's why I was literally just going to say So that. that's kind of, But yeah. I think it's more, I think it's more about Clive Owen and Natalie Portman for me. Yes. The supporting parts. I, I don't really care about Jude Law. No. He's beautiful, but also, like, uh, anyways. Um, another one that just randomly popped in my mind too is Sean Penn. I oh. think that might be an interesting sort of like maybe. Yeah. That's like another wild card. But that's all I have for George. But I, I think Philip Seymour Hoffman or Brian Cranston are my top two. I could I see that. That would be great. As you were saying that someone else I thought might be interesting is that actor Michael Shannon. Yeah. Right? Oh, of course. And there are hundreds. Like the moment we stop recording. I'm going to think of 17 different people that I was like, Oh, Oh, I know. But yeah. yeah, but I, but as you started to say, I was like, actually casting George would be interesting. There's so many nuances there of like how you, how, how much strength you show externally and how much weakness you show externally. And I think, yes, like Bill Irwin was such an interesting choice because he didn't appear like this, like 
you know, he didn't have that that energy that Clive Owen has, and yet, you know, he ends up having that power, and so that was very interesting. That dichotomy. Yeah, even like Bill Nye. Oh yes. Be oh yes. Uh -huh. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Like I, I feel that he. I mean, notes on a scandal. Uh -huh. Like he, he can do the shouting parts, mm -hmm. uh, but also be. I feel like he has it in him, anyways. Yeah. So that yeah, that's actually more than I thought we'd talk about yeah. for George. Same. Yeah. Oh, that was exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Um, should we do Martha and save honey for last? I think that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You go first with your Marthas. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, it's going to happen. Lori Metcalf. I mean, I think it bears, even though it's going to happen, is to put yeah, it on the list. She's my number two on the list. Yeah. 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 I mean, it just, like, I think this just goes back to what we've been singing the praises of for for Sandy Dennis. It's the gestures, the mannerisms, the, the 10 things going on at once, you know? Um, I think that that... To see to see Martha doing that would be yeah. really exciting, and I just i I have full trust in Laurie Metcalf just destroying those monologues. Yeah, barking. Yes, barking is like the 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 word that I would use. Yeah. Uh, do you have others? I, I, oh I yeah, you just I, listed one. Oh okay, sure. Go. So another one that I I mean it it I feel like Alice and Janney would be really interesting. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like thinking of some of the stuff she was doing in Itania, just what she's capable of. I think that she, um, I love that, like, I I want, I'd love to see what her transformation into Martha would be. Um, I think it might be maybe similar to what Elaine Stritch was doing in terms of the energy or the, the frequency that they hit. Um, yeah. That would be really fascinating. And then another one who I would be, you probably have to age, age her up a little bit, but if we're going to, you know, change it up. I would kind of love to see just what would happen if you had someone like Monique. Interesting. Right? Yeah. I mean, listen, like she, I can't wait to talk about Precious because that is one of the best performances I've ever seen. That is like, I think really one of the only times I've ever walked out of a theater and I turned to my best friend Alex, and I was like, "She might win an Oscar for that." Yeah. And then I was, and then I was like, "No, she's going to win an Oscar for that." Yeah. Um, I can't wait for that either. Yeah. Too. That is that is a it, it, a moment. It's just it, it it is such a remarkable performance, and so different from Martha. Martha, in some ways, requires that that training, and that's that like it requires that actress who like comes in with like the master of the text. And whereas I felt like Monique came in, which is like raw fucking talent, but yeah. that's, what's exciting is like, what if you took someone who you wouldn't think would be the right role for this? So almost like, yeah, just a different type of performance. It's not about the race thing. It's just about like Monique. I don't know. I, it, it would be so not expected, but it could be really cool. Yes. I love that. Um, I'm going to name a couple of mine. Oh, can I just say one um, more? Queen Latifah. No, go, go, go. Sorry. Please, Queen please, Latifah. Please. No, no, no. That's I, that's who I'd like to also see. Queen Latifah. I just think that that would be. Oh, Queen Latifah. Yeah. I thought you said, can I be a diva? Can I be a diva? A can I and, and name my last yeah. Martha? Jesus. Yeah, no, no. I, I just decided. To, I, divas don't ask. <laughs> divas. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Queen. Queen. That's good. Yeah, divas don't ask. That's going to be part of our merch. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> divas don't ask. Um, they proclaim. They proclaim. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I think Queen Latifah would be a really interesting choice. Can I be a diva about Queen Latifah? <laughs> That's good. 
Divas don't ask, darling. It's just, yeah, I picture like a fur coat. Yeah. <clears throat> Perfect. Okay, Um. so Laurie Metcalf was my number two on my list. My first one, this is all for my Broadway queens out there because I've seen an interview with her before talk about this role, and it was very formative for me because... Um, I don't know if she'll ever get the opportunity for play it to play it, but I I hope she does in some like regional production. Um, her name is Alice Ripley. Do you know oh, Alice Ripley? Oh, yeah, I saw next to normal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that would be uh, to me. She kind of really embodies a lot of Elizabeth Taylor's like natural sort of beauty. To be honest, mm-hmm. like I think there's a there's a sort of to me I'm 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 casting my Marthas through this lens of. And I think that's what works so well about Elizabeth Taylor is like she obviously is like a bombshell and was a bombshell yeah. at the time too. She gained twenty pounds for the role. She still looks like a normal woman. Let's not get it twisted. Yeah. Like even when she comes down in those pants. Yeah. I was like, you look great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I I can't believe this is you with twenty pounds. Um. Uh. So there's that. Uh, Alice Ripley. I because she had this great interview on like Broadway.com about how like she said like. You always have to be working on something, um, even if you're I'm fumbling with this. And like she was much more eloquent. Like it's like if you want to play a role and you know you want to play it in the future, like start learn. Like she she has learned the part of Martha already and she studies. It oh, because, wow. So whenever that time comes, she will be ready, which I love. I love that idea of like uh hopeful preparation. Yeah. Really, kind of in a way. Yeah. yeah. And, I would think- and even if you don't get the role, you're still practicing your craft i was just gonna say which i love exactly that like what a great role to just practice and exercise being an actor um yeah yeah uh which reminds me another actress who's somewhat definitely a a new york theater actress but has been in movies and on tv are you familiar with elizabeth marvel no where you might recognize her she was i've seen her in some like amazing productions but she was in an episode of 30 rock you know the one oh. when um, Liz meets those women and they they turn into like turns out they're all a Fight Club in her building. Oh yes, I'm looking at her right now. All the moms. She's, yeah, she's the she's the woman that she the first one that she meets who like introduces her into that world. Yes, yeah, I could see that. Yes, yes, she's, yes. She is. I'll have to send you because um, there's like a trailer they'd made for it, but like probably at this point, Jesus, like 11 years ago, there was this production off-Broadway of The Little Foxes by Lillian Hellman, and they did this, like, this this one, you know, uh, director, he does these, really, like, really operatic um, interpretations of shows. Anyway, it's very over-the-top. The whole show is at a 27, and she plays the lead. And I'll send you the, the clip on YouTube, um, and for anyone who wants to find it, it's the New York Theater Workshop trailer for The Little Foxes. You will see what I'm talking about. You will see Elizabeth Ooh. Marvel at a 27 it's it is it it is my probably this sounds hyperbolic but it it's in my top three favorite performances i ever ever saw on stage wow yeah so i'm like grateful at least there's like a little trailer to remind me um yeah of course yeah um proof rather proof, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh but who else is on your list i'm just i'm dumping um, in. yeah no it's fine it's fine um this is a a wild card but i it's been a while since we've seen her, but I think this would be like such a great, like this is it. the reason why this whole like thing happened is this whole question or game is because it's like reboot culture. Like if they were to make another film, like um, who would you cast? That, right. that was kind of the lens. Right. Like, like, or Broadway revival. Fine. But I'm, I'm really thinking of film in my, in my eyes too. And I would actually love to see Michelle Pfeiffer. That is 
that's I so it's funny you say that because I was I we just did the Witches of Eastwick for Patreon yeah and as a very young Michelle Pfeiffer and I was thinking man she would be perfect in the eighties as Honey she like so it's so yeah. interesting to think of her as Martha yes, as Honey yeah yeah yeah, wow. yeah yeah there's a part of her that like um it's like if I don't think she would even have to gain weight but like I I I don't know have you seen I Am Sam. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. There's like notes of Martha in there too when she like when she like knocks down that card house mm-hmm. and she like has that moment. But right. Like, and there's like a vein coming out of her forehead. Um. But I there is that sort of like sort of former bombshell. Uh. Like, that's kind of like I said the lens I'm looking at this through. Um. So yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer. I'm I'm on board. Another one would be Angela Bassett. Oh. I, I feel like that would be like a powerhouse performance oh my god i can't believe i didn't think of that she's sexy she's strong she's uh she's everything that kind of the role needs so and i i just like i it it boggles my mind that she doesn't have an academy award yet so like i need her to be on i need to i need her to be (laughs) yeah in this imaginary production right uh, right in my imaginary production with clive owen as george and uh yeah, Angela Bassett is Angela Martha, Bassett yeah. is Martha, who cares as Nick and uh and we'll cast Honey in a moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, um and I think just be just for good measure, I just because it's like I gotta throw Olivia Coleman in there just for oh my. you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like if there's some sort of like West End production of this, like her and I don't know, Colin Firth and like uh, anyone else that's like English, you know, right. I think there's better people than Colin Firth. <clears throat> what if but, they um, did a production where it was her as Martha and David Tennant as George and they were reunited? <laughs> <laughs> Colin, I just, I would say we're getting our tickets tomorrow. Yeah, you know what I mean? London. I, there would be <laughs> yeah. nothing that could stop me from seeing that show. Like, oh nothing. my God. Oh my God, Colin! That is right, right, right. And maybe they could. I mean, I was going to say they they could get Jodie Whittaker as Honey, but she'd be too old. But you know, uh, yeah, there's whole, someone. Yeah, there's yeah, someone we'll, there that we're missing. We'll cast them. We we we'll, you know we, we've gotten this far. You know, let us just take over. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know that would be. I mean, Olivia Coleman as Martha is is a very inspired choice. I love it. Yeah, I thought maybe you would have said it, and I—that's I, why I saved it. Completely yeah. blanked on that one. That's yeah, it's okay. That's great. All right, um, on to the honeys. On to the honeys. Who? So I guess like, uh, yeah, go you you do yours in order of like you know the ones you're proud of, but then there's like the ones that you're really proud of. Yeah, thinking of yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, there's one that I <laughs> felt like yeah, I know exactly what you mean because the one that I was like yeah that's a good choice but not my favorite choice but i i would be very interested in like a, an amanda seafried you know colin she's on my <laughs> list <laughs> oh my god and i thought that one was a one like one from but like there's something about her buggy yes. eyes and like the way that she cries on film mm-hmm. i think that there's some real potential there yeah yes yes colin. yes Yes, I agree. That was my. That was the Ugh. first person I thought of. I was like, "Okay, what would she do?" Good. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, uh, love it. Yeah, love it. Love it. I um, I then thought, and I don't really know what they look like or where they are, because I feel like Honey is supposed to be like early twenties. They're pretty young. That I, th- yeah, I thought. Yeah. I wonder if like 
Dakota or Ella Fanning, you know? If, sure. I, I get that. I get that for sure. Because, yeah. like, I, I've seen them do really good work as children actors. Like, I feel like they would be capable of, you know, the like, those little nuances or those little, like, uh, intentional choices like that Sandy Dennis had, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then that kind of made me think of uh, Saoirse Ronan. Colin. Oh, get out. She is my number... Two choice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she, she is the next Meryl Streep. Yeah, like she is like I honestly think she's one of like our generations. Like as far as like young actresses and like everything she does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and like I I, I attempted to like spell her name <laughs> on my notes here, and I you don't even want to know what's written. <laughs> it's like Seahorse Ronan is what I like autocorrected to. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, uh, uh, I mean, you know, it, it, I'm just so glad I know that it's not pronounced Swarsa because, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can... uh, so yeah, no, I just, I think that she, again, it's about, it's about being able to kind of have the iceberg underneath. And I think that, Ooh. you know, and I think that's prim and proper and then. Yeah, but then it's I want to see you get sweaty, and I want to see that hair go everywhere. Yeah, I want to see that. That's the audition. I'm like, can you put this coat on? Let this guy put this coat on, and let me see how you do that. Yeah, they just have a couple of stairs in the in the audition room. I'm like, can you stop at the top? Of pause at that landing. Yeah, yeah. Pause at the landing, and then go on. Yes. Yeah, I I agree. It's the litmus test for our honeys. I could just picture us in the audition room. We're like, no, no, you don't have it. No, Sorry. no, that's just that's that. It's not right. It's not right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so those I think are my those are my big choices. I'm sure. Obviously, I'm missing amazing options. But who who else do you have? I have two more, and this is in no particular order. But I was particularly proud of uh, one of them too. But um, I think Saoirse Ronan is also like up there as well. Um, R.I.P. In some weird, bizarro world where this could potentially happen and she would just have this, like, rise to fame, but she's no longer with us, I would love to see Brittany Murphy. I am nodding he- heavily. I would yes. die. Oh, my God. I would die. It. W- I mean, it would just be so... It would be that gay whistle tone playing at your own frequency kind of performance. Like... I yes. I just think that she was so good at having like just like uh, such a a mannered way of doing things that was yeah that kept it from feeling stale or or yes. um something I'd seen before you know like I just oh yeah she would have been great she would have killed it yeah and, yeah yeah we'll never see it but um we could all imagine that <laughs> it all comes back to Brittany Murphy yeah. um the other one that I yeah. actually thought of fairly quickly. Um, which I feel is a good one is Rose Byrne. She was Ooh. in Bridesmaids. Yeah. Oh, she was in yeah. Damages. Mm-hmm. Yes, and especially because of specifically because of Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids too is um, she can be obviously that whole character is sort of prim, but I could picture her getting gross too. I think she can allow herself to get that, and um, she fits the part. I don't know. I mean, age is but a number, but uh. I, th- I like that as well, too. Yeah. I agree. I like the way that she can play that, especially in Bridesmaids, that that energy of of being tone deaf, of not reading the room, of kind of, you yeah. know, being in her own in her own kind of world about something. But then, like, yeah, getting real, getting gross, getting ugly. Uh, yeah. I, like, <clears throat> I, I 
can picture her with the messy hair and the peeled labels on the bottle and the sweat. Like I can see her going there, like fully yeah. committing. So yeah, that's a great choice. Yeah, I I like her a lot too. Um, that was fun. That was really fun. <laughs> that was really fun. I'm glad we had some overlap too. Yeah, oh, that was that was a great game. Yeah. Uh, um. So I think now it's time for our. Our BSA of the week, our best supporting actress. Yes, and and for those uninitiated, this is a, a performance. This is a person. This is a thing. This is a food. This is an experience. This is a song. This is something that is playing the role of best supporting actress in our life this week. Oh, as soon as you said song, I almost changed mine. How about you go first while I ponder? Okay, yeah, okay, I'm gonna, sure. I'm make a decision here. Okay. So my Best Supporting Actress this week is, it's a movie, but it's also a collection of many Best Supporting Actress performances. I finally watched it. It's been on my list forever, but I finally watched I think it's from 1974 or 5, but it is the Robert Altman movie, Nashville. Have you ever heard of this movie? Oh, so, no. So it is... Like, essentially, it is a few days. It, it it has a slight documentary feel where it just okay. takes place over a few days in Nashville, like leading up to sort of a, a political convention. And it's following 24 different characters that are all eventually like all are involved and related. Wow. And you would think that you might lose track of some people or it might be. And it's a long movie. It's almost three hours. Um and it's and it's in a way almost like a movie musical because it's there's a lot of scenes in the Grand Old Opry or in a bar and there's you know people performing their whole song and so it it plays out like a musical but it's all situational it all is because they're in a situation where someone is performing um, okay but we just get to actually see the performance and the actors all wrote and performed their own songs like they wrote the lyrics wow and some of these songs i'm not a big country music person yeah this music was some of it i was like this is this is just incredible like this is devastating i was I, like i would wa i would watch it again to hear the songs i would listen to just the soundtrack i mean it's oh, i love this really and the cast is stacked of like really amazing actors it was nominated for a shit ton of oscars i mean it's also so relevant today um okay. it's just so so relevant in the same way that, like, the movie Network, if you have seen that or if you haven't, I, yeah, obviously, Beatrice Strait, yeah. obviously. Um, I mean. It's it's super relevant today. This is the same way. Um, but it was nominated for two Best Supporting Actress uh, Academy Awards, and uh, one of them is Lily Tomlin. Interesting. Uh, yeah, and she's pretty great in this. And then this other actress named Ronnie Blake Blakely, who's really fantastic, Um the aforementioned Barbara Harris is in it, and she's fantastic. Nice. Uh, there's there's lots of women in it, and what's crazy okay. is that everybody gets a moment. Like everybody gets a moment, so that you actually do kind of connect with everybody. And by the end, you've kind of you're keeping track of everyone. I like. I was so engrossed in this movie. I was so sucked in. I I so strongly recommend it. I just I think you. I don't know. I think you might really appreciate it. It sounds wonderful. Is it something that you had just heard of, or did you stumble upon it? I was familiar with or it. Was it recommended? Yeah, it was like it was a movie that like it's been recommended. It, I I knew that it was supposed to be good. What I liked about it, I think, was um, Robert Altman. I think what I had heard was like 
that idea that everybody gets a moment. And I think that was exciting to me. Like, oh, I love that. It's a celebration of supporting characters, you know? Yeah. And that's the yeah the dream. Yeah. And like he also does a lot of like overlapping like dialogue, like where it, it almost seems like you're just in a room with people having two conversations at once. And that mm-hmm. that was just like fun. I don't know. It's just like cool, like that style. Um, it creates a different energy. So Yes. Um uh, network is or not sorry, network, also network. Nashville. Oh, yes, Network. Yeah. Uh, fantastic movie. Awesome. Great. I will look into that for sure. There's so many things we listed that we want to watch, so I'm going to have to listen back and uh, yeah. start taking notes yeah. on our episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, mine uh, goes out to, um, I think it was, today is Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it was probably Monday, or it might have actually been yesterday. I was feeling, it's like, I'm sure everyone has had one of these days where you're just not, you're just, I mean, I'm just like not in the mood for, you know, everything was just kind of like annoying me a little bit, Mm -hmm. but like not overwhelmingly. So I was just like cranky and um, I, there's a coffee shop next to my work. It's called the Carnegie Coffee Company. We say Carnegie as opposed to Carnegie in Pittsburgh. It's really strange. Just roll with it for now. Carnegie Mellon. Um, Okay. Carnegie, yeah, Carnegie Mellon. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so that's that's a good example, yes. Um, uh, And they sell delicious baked goods, Colin, delicious. And um, I, that was really kind of the only thing that was gonna help me out was one of their, their like famous, chocolate chip cookies it's like the size of mm-hmm. i don't know they're not too big but they're not too small they're just right and they're always like just what i need so um the to add to this to make it even better i put my stuff down in my in, in my studio and then i um was like oh yeah i should maybe just go get like an iced coffee and a chocolate chip cookie and i remembered one of my students um it was her last lesson with me last week, and she got me. Her mom got me a gift, like gift certificates. Colin, Ooh. when was the last time you seen a gift certificate? Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's been a while. It, so, mm-hmm. um, she got me twenty five dollars worth. They're each like five dollar vouchers, and I was like, oh yeah, things are looking up already. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I go, so I go next door and I order a cookie, and I saw that there was just like one. You know, like the bottom of the barrel cookie. It was like a little bit overcooked. Uh-huh. And I was like, ugh. And then the girl was like, you know what? Hold on a minute. And then she went back and she brought out a fresh batch of cookies oh that were like God. just right out of the oven, but like not too hot. Uh-huh. She just like knew that I needed it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know her name. I think she's new to the cafe, but uh, I was just... I, I was debating on whether to make the cookie the best supporting actress or just that barista, but I really think it's like a double win really yeah. this week for me too because uh, and the iced coffee because it's still hot. Right. God damn it. Right. Jesus Christ. I need it to be fall, but it's getting there. Um, and uh, it was a great experience. It was slightly gooey on the inside, Ugh. and I sat there and just like had a moment to myself and... Uh, I was ready for the day. That's I. <laughs> so that is my best yeah, actress of the you week. Were, you were galvanized <clears throat> and ready. Um, oh, I was so Glamazon ready. bitch uh, ready for the runway. Yeah. Yes. And it was, it was delicious. Uh, so that's, that's my BSA of the week. That's great. Yeah. That's, that's totally, that, that makes perfect sense. That would be. A, I wanted to make an object. Yes. My, mm-hmm. my runner up just to mention it was Monique's heart. 
Monique Hart's song. Did you listen to that song? I, I just listened to this girlfriend's episode, but I didn't. Okay, I, well, you got to go to yeah. Monique Hart's Instagram yeah. and look at that makeup tutorial and list, listen to that song because it's been my jam all week and it's ridiculous. All right. I, I will watch. I will listen to that. I Yeah. <laughs> my, my best supporting actress of the week was almost, it was almost both Amanda's impression and your obsession with Amanda's impression of of Amber Portwood's what? Oh, I mean what? I just I what? I I just I die every time that comes up because I've never seen. I don't think I've actually. I've I guess I've seen Amber because I did an episode with with Amanda, <laughs> but I don't think I've seen Amber do that. But I can hear it and see it perfectly. Oh, it is magic. Amanda what? is. Uh... Her talents are endless when it comes to Teen Mom, the Teen Mom universe too. Yeah. So if you're not listening to Amanda Loves the Hate Teen Mom, what are you doing yeah. with and your life? I think every episode now we've named Best Supporting Actress Amanda Kaczynski. Amanda Kaczynski, <laughs> yes, it'll be it'll be a segment. Totally. Huh. What? What? Okay. <laughs> Um, well, this was a pleasure talking about Sandy Dennis. My goodness, what a great episode! Yeah, um, but more to come. Oh, I think. Oh, I think we're getting played off. Starts. I think this is actually our cue. Uh, oh, so many people to thank, but I think we'll start with, you know, the usual BSA Pod on Twitter, which stands for Best Supporting Actress Pod. <laughs> um, tweet us. What are your thoughts? Who do you want to? Who do you want us to talk about? Or anything that you want to contribute or add um, to moments that we've missed because we love this shit so we want to hear from all of y'all yeah we can't be the only ones uh, yeah and of course you know if if you if this is just not enough of us and you need more and you're not already a crossover from one of our many other podcasts uh, you can also find me on all right Mary cleaning out about drag queens um, in the details cleaning out more about acting choices and micro moments and nuances um, yes. and Twitter at Colin Drucker. Yay! And you could find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kochanov. And you can also listen to the Squirrelfriends Cocktail Hour with the supporting actress Amanda Kaczynski every week. Or when we decide to release sure, episodes. Whatever. We're we're flying off the rails here at this point. Uh, and you can also listen to I've mentioned it a couple times too, because it does sort of lend itself just as into details does as well to um, uh, the No Good, Very Bad Gay, where I, I cover movies and musicians, pop divas that I don't know a lot about and uh, am educating myself about. So that's all we have for you this week. Yeah. What a week. What a week. And uh, that, as they say, is that. that.